What up? You know what time it is. It is time to get the ball rolling. And welcome back to another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Man, we are just one week away, one week uh, until we get to see what the College Football Selection Committee thinks of the FCS playoffs. I am so excited. What a wonderful week uh, in FCS uh, football play. I loved it. I want more of it. Man, I wish it could go on every single day of the week because Saturdays are just such an amazing experience. To start off, what a wonderful week. Like I said, uh, last week I was able to attend the Grand Canyon rivalry, and that is set between Southern Utah University and Northern Arizona University. Uh, NAU is located in Flagstaff, and uh, SUU is located in Cedar City, Utah. Uh, NAU had to come up to Cedar City. It was an amazing game, both uh, really high-flying offenses, uh, some uh, a little bit of chippiness, uh, you know, a little bit of rivalry. It was a lot of fun, I'm telling you. It was awesome, and uh, you know what? It was a one-point game. SUU ended up getting the win. My wife attends SUU, so uh, that was her first ever uh, SUU football game. So she was uh, really excited there, and uh, I, me being me, I was uh, all dressed up and ready to go. So it was a really good experience this last weekend, and nothing is better than FCS football on a Saturday. Uh, a lot of things happened, though, while uh, I, was, I was watching the games at uh, the game that I was at during halftime and stuff like that. A lot of crazy things happened. We need to really get into it because this is just the week before uh, we're going to know Everything that we've been building up for, everything that we've been waiting for uh, going forward, we're kind of waiting and, and, and seeing. So here we go. Um, number one, outside of the NAU-SU uh, game, 31-30, to 30, uh, Montana beats Weber State by a score of 35-16. to 16. Now, uh, we'll probably dive a little bit deeper into this a little bit later. After we go over, sorry, I always need, I, I always forget this. We need to go over our, we'll go over to the top stories. We'll go into the bubble teams, uh, what we're kind of thinking about going forward, who has to win this week, who has, you know, where is everyone going to end up uh, lining up uh, and just going forward. And then we'll do we'll release our top fifteen, uh, followed by the games of the week. And then I believe it's Sunday they release uh, the the playoff schedule. Uh, hopefully, I'm not I'm not I mean uh, obviously I I want to be able to be in attendance in, in one of the playoff games. So we'll see what happens going forward. But super excited. Okay, so Montana bees Weaver. We'll talk about this in a little bit. Uh, we'll we'll break it down both of them once when we get into the Big Sky talk. Uh, Central Connecticut State wins the NEC uh, with a win over Robert Morris by a score of forty nine to twenty eight. Really big win. Uh, I had a couple people tell me, watch out for Robert Morris going forward. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, they're five and four. I think Central Connecticut State is going to roll. And through the first half, it looked like it was I was going to be wrong. But in the end, uh, CCSU ended up you know, taking off and, and getting the win. So really a fun, entertaining game uh, overall. But uh, you know, we're trying to, trying to be right, and we were right on that. I thought they were going to roll and, uh, and didn't get the win. But we'll see what happens uh, with them. I think they can sneak up, uh, definitely. I think they'll be put up against the OVC team or, uh, uh, I doubt, a Patriot League team, but uh, like a CAA team. And they could be a sneaky little team where you can bounce somebody that you don't think uh, is going to be playing. Anyway. 
So uh, next, Albany comes up big against New Hampshire. This was a really, really big game for them. Uh, again, we had Joe Davis, Coach Joe Davis uh, from Albany on the show, and it was an amazing experience to have him come on, talk to us a little bit about it. Hey, this Albany team's got grit. I really like uh, the quarterback, Jeff Undercuffler. I think he's doing an amazing job out there in Albany. It looks like they might be able to get uh, their spot in a playoff if, if you know, if all goes well. Um South Dakota State ends up beating uh, you and I pretty bad. It was at home by a score of 38 to 7. Uh, kind of an ugly loss. You uh, and I has only lost to big name schools. They haven't dropped a, like a, I always say, like a bonehead or, or a game that they should have won, right? They haven't dropped one of those. They played some really hard competition, obviously, in the in the Missouri Valley. I, I personally think they're one year away from being absolutely dominant. I think they have a lot of youth on their team. But I thought this year I was really impressed. And they last uh, stand reflected it. I had him at, at number four. I uh, had to rearrange that after the loss. Kind of an ugly loss, but it looks like South Dakota State might, uh, you know, be back after, you know, what what was an unprecedented. I mean, they haven't. It's not that they've played bad, but they. Um, kind of underwhelming performances, I guess, if you want to say. I mean, they lost to Illinois State, a uh, score of eighteen to twenty-seven, and that was at home. So, kind of a. Uh, Kind of, I was kind of uh, down on them after that. Maybe Illinois State's better than what we think. I think it's just everyone's so close to one another in the Missouri Valley. Any given day, they can win. Uh, uh, Chattanooga ends up beating the Citadel by a score of thirty-four to thirty-three. Really, a big, uh, big happening down there in the SoCon. And we're going to talk uh, a little bit later about can the SoCon get in two potential uh, teams, maybe three. We'll talk a little bit of that. And then Wofford beats down on Foreman by a score of seven to twenty-four. Um, just absolutely beats them. I was I doubted Wofford a lot just due to the losses that they had had before them. But uh, hey, you know what? Seven to twenty-four got beat down. Congratulations, Wofford. Uh, you're an automatic qualifier. Uh, and then Montana State. I was able to get home for this game, and uh, I was able to watch the game. Montana State was really good between uh, game between UC Davis and Montana State, but Montana State eliminates the hopes that UC Davis had to get into the FCS playoffs. So going through it, we'll go through the bubble teams. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about automatic qualifiers and stuff going forward. So here we go. Number one, uh, out of the CAA, uh, James Madison is the automatic qualifier there. It looks like as of right now, they're going to be the second team uh, in the, the bracket. So they'll be on the bottom half of the bracket and really kind of, uh, they've played extremely well. They've really haven't been super tested. They have a ton of returners. I like this James Madison team. We'll see. Uh, I really want to see. I think that second round uh, playoff game will tell us a lot uh, the week after Thanksgiving. We're going to get a lot of indication of where this team really is. Uh, just I just feel, I just kind of have this like gut feeling that they're going to be tested and it's going to come from a very unprecedented team that you're not going to think you're going to, you know, uh, like a SEMO or an Austin P or something like that. And then they're going to come out and it's going to be a really close game. I can't wait for that matchup. But the bubble teams that we have written down now, these might be teams that have to win uh, this coming week and we will pull up their schedules and uh, discuss this at length. All right. Out of the CAA, we have uh, number one bubble team, Albany. Albany is looking extremely good. They they're sitting at number two in the CAA. However, they have to get the win. And this is not a very easy win to get. Now it, the, the question has to be asked, you know, if they lose this game, do they still get in? I think that this team has enough quality wins. They were able to beat Towson. Uh, they were able, they lost to Monmouth in overtime. 
And uh, they beat Delaware and New Hampshire. Delaware was on the road. They have to go on the road to Stony Brook. This is going to be an extremely big game. Uh, definitely will set up the bracket. If they win this game, I think that they're in for sure, the, the Great Danes of Albany. And uh, if they lose, they're going to be, you know, either first three in, first three out, or last three in, first three out. Uh, it will be a really interesting kind of dynamic that we have right there. Uh, the next team out of the CAA with a potential bubble team, and that is uh, the Villanova Wildcats. Uh, uh, they do have some really signature wins, uh, a win against Towson, a win against Maine. Um, they did lose to James Madison. Uh, but ev granted, everybody's been losing to James Madison recently. They did lose to Stony Brook by one point, and they lost to New Hampshire uh, at New Hampshire. But they were able to come back, beat Richmond, beat LIU Post. Uh, it looks, you know what, they played Delaware this weekend. I think they'll get the win. Uh, they're going to be at nine wins, so I think you, you have to put Villanova in at that point. But uh, I really wish we could have had a Villanova Albany to kind of get a, a sense of, you know, who's a little bit better. We'll look at, uh, I will probably spend a little bit more time breaking it down to common opponents and stuff like that. It probably won't be on a podcast. I might uh, release it as like a link for you guys to go follow. Uh, we'll see. Another team that could potentially make it in is the Towson Tigers. Now they have some quality wins and winning is Maine. Uh, they have they lost in overtime to Villanova, so that doesn't look really bad. They did lose to Albany, and they did lose to James Madison, but since then they've been able to beat Delaware, uh, Stony Brook, and William and & Mary, and they beat down pretty good on Stony Brook, so that's a pretty signature win. They take on Elon this upcoming week. Uh, I think that if Towson gets the win, uh, again, I think, you know, eight, eight wins is what we're kind of shooting for. If they get the win, I think they're in to the playoff. I think they're going to be more towards the bottom seed. Uh, it depends on what kind of happens uh, going uh, everyone above them. But it, it's starting to look, even the, the Citadel wins starting to look pretty good, just the way that the Citadel's played. That's my own personal opinion. And the final team that I think could potentially have a, uh, a shot, again, this is going to be a first uh, first three out, last three in type of situation is the Maine Black Bears. Now, a lot of people have written off Maine, but uh, just because of the schedule, they go, well, they're six and five. Well, two of the games, they were FBS games, and they were fairly close. I mean, the, the, the Georgia Southern game, which they lost, was just by... Uh, let me see, eight points. And then the Liberty game was uh, just, let me make sure, 15 points, yes. And they were both on the road. They, they scheduled them, so they really only have three losses. Now, who are their three losses? Okay, Towson, who was above them. So you're like, okay, that, that was a quality, if you want to call it a quality loss. They did lose to Villanova, who was also above them in the rankings. That was also be considered a quality loss. Now, they did drop a pretty bad game um, at Rich or home against Richmond. Now, that was kind of an ugly loss. It was a seven-point loss. And uh, there for a while, I thought that Richmond could have a chance to get in, right? And we, and that's where a lot of people kind of wrote off the Black Bears. Since then, they beat William and Mary, Albany, Elon, and Rhode Island. Now that's four straight. If they beat New Hampshire this weekend, they're going to go on the road to New Hampshire. That would be seven wins. Now, a lot of these teams, they only play uh, one FBS team, so they kind of get this extra, uh, this extra win in there, built into their schedule. So they're really around eight wins. They're sitting right there. I think this is going to be a major bubble team. If they win, I think that they have a good enough resume to get in, especially with the last five uh, wins. They did beat Albany. They did beat Elon, and they would beat uh, New Hampshire all on the road. That's really hard to do in the CAA. I believe, uh, for me, if Maine does get the win, They'll, uh, they'll be in it for me. All right, now we're going to be breaking down the Big Sky. We're just doing this to the ones that have a lot of teams in it, uh, and then we'll go through the automatic qualifiers. Uh, out of the Big Sky, we have uh, – obviously, we haven't – we don't know who's going to figure out the – you know, who's going to take the – 
uh, what should we call it, the the Big Sky Conference yet. Uh, the, we're at a three-way tie where Montana beat Weaver, Weaver beat Sacramento State, and Sacramento State beat Montana. Now, I want to kind of break this down for you guys in a way uh, that might make sense. And we do have Montana State sitting on the outside, but they're kind of looking in. Um, uh, if they win, I don't think... I mean, they would have to have absolute pandemonium for them to, to, to get the Big Sky title and the automatic bid. The automatic bid doesn't matter as much. I think all, all these teams that we'll discuss... They're going to have, they're going to get in, and they're just, it's just a matter of where. And seeding is extremely important because you don't want to go to Fargo. Uh, you might want to go to James Madison. You might feel like you like your chances there. An example of Weaver, they went a, a couple years ago, played James Madison extremely hard. Number one, uh, automatic qualifier. We don't know who it is. In my opinion, um, I believe that Weaver has the best shot to get it. Uh, just due to the fact that, uh, number one, they play Idaho State. I think they'll, they'll mop up with Idaho State. It won't be a game. They'll, 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 uh, it's kind of a rivalry game. They'll take care of business now. So that seals off the option of Montana State getting, uh, the big sky title and Sacramento State from getting it. They might have a share of it, but they, you know, they wouldn't get it, uh, just because Weber State would own the tiebreaker over them. Now, Montana, Montana State play each other this weekend. It's been, I believe it's four, three or four straight that Montana State has won. Montana has to go on the road. Uh, to Montana State. Now, I'm not going to tell you who I want to pick in this game just because uh, I want to remain impartial to this game because I don't, and quite frankly, I don't really know. Number one, uh, Montana has to go on the road. Now, they have gone on the road this year. They did play at South Dakota to start off this, this season. They did play at Oregon. We'll throw that one out just for for uh, sake. They did go on the road and beat UC Davis pretty good, and they lost to Sacramento State. And they played a, a kind of a scrappy little Portland State team. Now, if you look at it, if you go through outside, I mean, really outside of uh, the UC Davis game uh, and them dominating by 25 points, you know, 14 points at South Dakota. Uh, let's check. 25 points at UC Davis. Sacramento State, they lost. They got beat really bad uh, by 37 points there. So that was a really ugly loss. And then uh, at Portland State, it was a close game uh, by 15. So you know, you look at it, you're like, okay, well, what are what are we gonna take? What are we gonna take from this? Well, number one, I think that Montana plays really well at home. You look at it, they put up 61 points against North Alabama, uh, 59 against Idaho State, they put up 34 against Eastern Washington, uh, 42 against Idaho, and they put up 35 on a really good Weber State team. Now, I think that last week it kind of had uh the the ability for Weaver to lose. Weaver had just barely won a very close emotional game against North Dakota the week before. Uh, Montana had kind of taken care of Idaho the week before. Not much of a worry. They were already preparing for Weaver State that second half of the game. You know, they start sitting starters, stuff like that. You can do different things, and they can really just kind of play uh, with the clock running out. Uh, Montana knew that they had to beat Weaver. It was a must win for them. Weaver had basically clinched the big sky. They didn't need, if they would have beat Montana, they would have uh, clinched it outright. And then uh, they would have had to take care of Idaho State. But Weaver, you know, I think that uh, just due to the emotions and stuff, uh, Josh Davis didn't play at the, the level that he was able to play at. Constantine had three interceptions in that game. Montana went after it. That was their big win. Now, but that does make it scary for this upcoming week because I feel like Montana was tested more in that Weaver State game than Montana State was tested against UC Davis. Uh, they did take care of business in the end. I believe they won by 10. Uh, Montana State did. but. 
really kind of an interesting thing. I think it's going to put, I mean, this puts everything on the line. And number one, Montana has to win against Montana State. It is a must win, but they haven't won the last three or four years. Number two, Montana State is trying and fighting and scratching and clawing for another automatic. They want to get a seeded bid so they can stay home and not have to travel Thanksgiving weekend. They want to play there. So there's so much on the line going into it. Uh, it, it, it does, uh, I think Montana's had the hardest scheduled to close out with a Weber State and Montana uh, Montana State thing. We'll see what happens. I can't wait. It's on Root Sports. I believe it's uh, aired at noon. It's going to be kind of a scary game uh, if you're a Montana fan. Like, you're going to be sitting on the edge of your seat, number one rivalry. Uh, you're fighting for spots. And, you know, if you look at it, Montana State wins. That then propels Weber State to probably to get the third or fourth seed. I would go with number three just because I feel like the committee would look down on it only one FBS law or only losses to FBS and then Montana, which was only you know on the road after an emotion. I think they'd give them that. Sacramento State would then probably be put, and then Montana State over Montana, and then Montana Montana sitting there. Okay, if they win it. They get the Big Sky. They have the Big Sky title. They win the automatic qualifier, and they probably go in as the number three. So much on the line. It's going to be an absolutely insane weekend. Uh, so there we go with the Big Sky. And in the Big South, Monmouth has got the automatic qualifier. Kennesaw State sitting right there. I don't really know how to make an argument. They have an absolutely uh, terrible schedule. Uh, the best argument I've heard is don't fault the players for a scheduling conflict. They ha- did have two, I believe, Division II uh, wins. That's ugly. And I, and quite frankly, if I'm the committee, I don't want Kennesaw State in. Why should you reward a team saying, well, it was a scheduling conflict? No. If it was a scheduling conflict, yeah, you got Kent State. Weber State just played two FBS teams. Maine just played two FCS or FBS teams. They're an FCS team. UT Martin has two. Townsend had two. Why are we? Why are we? You know, uh, why are we just the? Saying, oh, well, no, if you don't have an opportunity, go down and play the Division Two. No, that shouldn't happen. Now, if the if if the committee wants to send a message, they won't let Kenneth Shaw in. I think they'll end up getting in just for the benefit of the doubt with a loss of Kent State and a loss of Monmouth. They're just going to let him in, period. But kind of interesting argument right there. Uh out of the Missouri Valley, and this is kind of the last one we'll break down super uh, in-depth. We have South Dakota State. Sorry, North Dakota State with the, with the automatic wire. Qualifier, South Dakota State sitting at probably number two. Illinois State as well at number uh, three, maybe number two. You can make an argument. UNI and then SIU. Um, obviously, I think UNI is going to get in. Their losses are you know, to the people above them, which is South Dakota State, North Dakota State, I, uh, Iowa State, and Weber State. So they're sitting there. I thought that they were extremely good. I still think they're really good, and uh, they're going to be – uh, they'll definitely be into the playoff, in my opinion. Now, the question is, SIU, what do you do with the Salukis? Now, the Salukis have had a really kind of a a crazy rise, if you want to say that. Uh, they've only lost the people that are, if you would want to say, better than them. Number one, they lost to SEMO. SEMO probably is going to be getting into the playoff looking really strong there. Uh, they they did beat UT Martin, and UT Martin is an extremely good team. Uh, they, lost, they have an FBS loss to Arkansas State, and they've only lost to South Dakota State, Illinois State, and... Uh, they did not play UNI, so we can't really we don't have a, a measuring stick. If they play well against North Dakota State, if they show up and they ball out against North Dakota State, 
even if they lose, I think the committee, this is going to be kind of the same thing with Maine. You know, last three in, first three out. I think that they have a definitely a resume to get in. You know, saying, well, our only losses are people above us. You guys have a, this ranking system. Everyone that we've lost to is above us. Now, they don't have a signature win. A UT Martin win is starting to look really good. But, you know, UT Martin didn't beat SEMO. They didn't beat Austin P. So, they're kind of in that same spot. They could even, even uh, UT Martin could make the argument to get in. Uh, that that SIU is doing. I think that they've played extremely well. I think that SIU could have a potential to get in. Uh, out of the NEC automatic qualifier, CCSU. Out of the Patriot, I believe Holy Cross will end up getting in. If they win, uh, then they get in. Everyone else, we don't really know what's going on with the the Patriot League. Really hard uh, league to understand. And then the Pioneer. You have the the Toreros of San Diego, so we'll see what happens uh, and where they're seated. They've only lost to, uh, to a handful of teams. Be interesting to see where they get seated uh, in the end. Out of the SoCon, this is kind of uh, one of the other ones. We have Wofford with automatic qualifier and Furman. Now, Furman had two close losses to FBS teams. They lost to Wofford, and they lost to the Citadel. They don't have a quality win. They don't. I want to put the Paladins in. I've been impressed with them. I've said it all year. They they got as high as number five in our poll, but they've lost the games they should have won. They don't have a signature win. They are going to be extremely dangerous on the bubble. Uh, it's scary sitting there. If they, I mean, they got to win this weekend. If they win, they're sitting there with, with just kind of crossing their arms and hoping and, and it, that they can get into the playoff. Really, really interesting with uh, the Citadel losing to Chattanooga this last week. I think it you know negates them. Oh, and SIU does have an FBS win. I forgot to mention that against UMass. But uh, with with the Citadel losing to Chattanooga, it's like okay, well they don't they their their quality win was Georgia Tech and they beat Furman. Well, if they win again, they're going to have seven wins. Would you rather have a seven win Citadel team in, or do you have a eight win uh, Furman team? Kind of a balancing act. I don't think I one might get in. I don't think both of them get, get in. The Citadel has to beat. Uh, I believe they play Wofford this weekend. So if they beat Wofford, I mean, that's the automatic qualifier. You got a definitely a strong case, and the Citadel will get in. Uh, but Furman's really, you're hoping that the Citadel lose, and you're hoping that a couple other people, uh, a team like SIU, a team like Maine, uh, even Towson, you know, they get, they get these losses. So then, you know, it kind of negates your, your uh, ugly performance. Out of the Southland, you have Southeast Louisiana. They play Nichols on Thursday. Extremely big game. Tune into it. Watch it. And we got Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas is kind of sitting on the outside looking in. Uh, Southeast Louisiana, they lost to Nichols State. They lost to. I think the winner of this game between Southeast Louisiana and Nichols, I think one gets in, one's kind of... Uh, bounce i think central arkansas will get in just due to the fact that uh they do have an fbs win they did lose those games but they played well they have to they do have some injuries they're not going to get the one of the top eight uh seeds so they're going to be playing opening weekend it'd be interesting to see what happens with the bears and then i'm and i've been saying it since i went to that north dakota game we need to put north dakota in this is an extremely good and talented team uh they did beat unco put up, uh, I believe, 45 or 48 points. Very talented team there in North Dakota. They're going to be kind of sitting there. They're hoping, you know, uh, a team like Furman you know, loses, a team like uh, SIU loses, and uh, Albany, and, and Towson, and Maine. But North Dakota definitely has a case to go before. They have everyone that they beat, or, well, a lot of the teams that they beat, they have three ranked 
teams that they did beat. Now, it was against teams that have kind of fallen back now. They played well against Weaver. We'll see what happens going forward. Uh, it's hard to be an independent in today's day and age. All right, so after this, we'll be doing our top 15. We're going to be taking a break, doing our top 15. After our uh, top 15, we'll be going and talking about the games of the week, and then uh, probably, uh, you know, just continuing this this wonderful topic that we've been able to find ourselves in uh, of this bubble team, who's in, who's out type thing. All right, so stay tuned after the break. Okay, and we're back after that brief break. All righty, so this is our favorite segment to do. Obviously, everyone loves a good list. When you're talking about it, you're like, hey, I want to know what this guy is thinking about my team, where I'm putting them while we're doing our top 15. Uh, all right, so let's get to it. Coming in at number one, obviously, North Dakota State. Number two, James Madison. No changing there. I think that's how the committee sees it. I think that's where they're going to put them. I cannot wait if that is the case that these two end up uh, meeting each other in the championship game down in Frisco, Texas. I uh, might actually try to convince my wife to let me fly out and watch that game because that would be an amazing game uh, to watch. I, I cannot wait. I'm not going to lie. I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, to watch that game, but we'll see what happens if uh, if there's any upsets uh, a brewing out there. So now coming at number three, now I had to debate this long and hard, and that comes in at number three, uh, the Sacramento State Hornets. I have them here for a couple of reasons. Number one, I can't put them over Montana because they're only you know they lost to Weber State, but they beat Montana. That means something. And that, that definitely means something. Now, I know it was on the road, and I can't downplay what Montana has done. I like this Montana football team. I can't wait to see what happens uh, going forward into the playoffs, but I, I just can't. And I think Sacramento State has, has has proven. I mean, they've lost to two FBS teams in Weaver State, and Weaver State's a really good football team. So we're going to put them in at number three. Coming in at number four, we have South Dakota State. Uh I have them here, you know, big win over UNI. Uh, I think that uh, once we figure out what happens with Jabor Gibbs, I keep on looking over all over the place. I don't know what's 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 going on with him. Uh, I believe they'll get a first round bye. They might come in as the really as the number four, five, possibly six seed uh, in the tournament, but they will be playing a game, at least one game in Brookings, uh, you know, barring that they win, you know, this weekend and, and take care of business and stuff. We'll see what happens. Really excited to watch what happens with this South Dakota State team. I don't think they are as dynamic without, without obviously, Jabor Gibbs, but uh, we'll see what happens going forward. And, uh, I mean, they played really well against North Dakota State, so they could be a sneaky team. I kind of forgot about them, how to drop them. You know what? They beat you and I. That was a big win. Coming to number five, I do have Montana. Again, I have them here. Uh, they didn't beat Sacramento State, so it's hard for me to put Sacramento State over them or them over Sacramento State despite the win uh, against uh, Weber State. They did beat Weber State, and they did beat uh, Monmouth, which is a really good football team. So... And they've pretty much cleaned out, cleaned house. Montana's really a team. I probably will end up moving out, obviously, with a win this weekend. I think they secure the number three seed. I, I can't even argue that because that would be two amazing wins back to back with only, you know, dropping one game. And that would be, you know, Sacramento State. We'll see what happens going forward uh, this weekend. Coming in number six, I do have Weaver State. I think that they drop from three to six. I think uh, they're about right, right here is about as good as what they are. I think the, they, they, 
they're better than what they played on Saturday, but they'll we have them in at number six. We'll see what happens uh, going forward with this weekend. Number seven, you and I had to drop them. Uh, a lot of people have asked me, well, you and I in, in Illinois State, what's going on there? Well, I'll tell you this. You and I has played an amazing schedule. Uh, I understand that again, that they lost to South Dakota State and they State won. It's kind of like the second, you got to kind of draw straws. I think Northern Iowa was better than Illinois State. Why? They went on the road to uh, normal Illinois and they won 27 to 10 just three weeks ago. So that's why I have you and I coming in number seven. Number eight, Illinois State. Number nine, the Monmouth Hawks. It's hard for me to determine where Monmouth should go. I've debated this long and hard. Uh, for a lot of different reasons, really hard for me to figure it out because it's like you know what they have an amazing, they do have a really good resume, they're a really good football team, like but are like how do they how do I compare a Big South team where they had to be Kennesaw State, they had to be Campbell, those were their big wins they had to secure. If they would have, you know, obviously not saying they they would have lost any other games, but um, you know they had to win the Big South. But how do I compare that that Big South competition to you know an Illinois State or a UNI team? I have been at number nine. I think Monmouth is a great football team. I think that they could upset a couple of people going forward. Uh, four hundred miles. Uh, they can't travel outside of four hundred miles. Uh, I believe they'll probably be, be playing in the first round of the playoffs. It will be at Monmouth. Uh, watch out. Coming in at number 10, I do have Villanova. I think Villanova is a really good football team, despite that three-week law or that three, yeah, those three weeks where they ended up losing quite a bit. I still think this team has the talent, the gusto uh, to make some noise in the playoffs. Obviously, without Justin Covington, they, they, they're not as dynamic, but they're still a really good football team uh, coming in at number 10. Number 11, I have Montana State with the win over UC Davis. Uh, this can catapult Montana State with a win over Montana. Obviously, a lot higher. I think they really... In in my honest opinion, I have them in, you know, they're a, a top 15 team. You're long, they're a top 15 team. I think we need to recognize that. Uh, if they lose, they probably won't drop that much. Uh, but uh, they're definitely, like, like we've talked about, there's a lot on the line. There's no other way that you can describe it besides just everything being put out, being on the line. Coming in number 12, I do have Wofford, the Terriers. Now, they do have a couple of losses. That wasn't the first of the season. They've been kind of just gone through the SOCON, taking care of things. They do have a loss to Clemson. doesn't count. But uh, you know what? Wofford, I don't I, I don't know what to do with you because I haven't watched enough football. They've kind of snuck up on me, even though I did have them ranked in our preseason poll. I didn't really know a lot about them. We'll see what happens going forward and where their situation situated uh when it comes you know saturday sunday when we when we get the full playoff uh rankings now i did move this team up one spot from last week had to drop a team and that is north dakota now i like this north dakota team i really hope that they get in i really think they're the other you know outside of those eight automatic bids i think they're in the top 14 of that next tier they're top 2014 in the nation this is a really good football team uh they do have a couple of losses you know a, a loss to idaho state that will that they shouldn't have lost a crazy loss to eastern washington we've talked at length about north dakota in my opinion they should get in i think they really are good we're putting them in at number 13 uh number 14 we have southeast missouri and now I had to drop this team just because, oh, I think the OVC is a really competitive league. They did lose to Austin P. They haven't really lost anyone else outside of that. I mean, you can make some arguments and stuff, but well, they did lose to Montana State. They did lose to, I believe it was Central Michigan. No, Texas Tech. They lost to Texas Tech, I believe. No, that was Montana State. Anyway, they did lose. They do have an FPS loss, and it's like, 
I don't know where to put him. I keep him. I had him as high as like number eleven, but then it's like, well, they still lost Austin P. And I want to put Austin P in there, but then they lost to Tennessee State, and that is an extremely ugly loss. I don't think either one of them will be getting uh, automatic, uh, you know, top eight seed. But uh, both teams are really good. I'm putting Simo in at number fourteen. Number fifteen, I have CCSU. Uh, had them here for a while. Only have one loss, and that is an FBS loss. And I cannot wait to see who they're matched up with. Um, we'll be going through a lot of tape uh, this weekend once we find out what the bracket looks like. So uh, that will be going forward. Also considered, we have Albany, Central Arkansas, Towson, Furman, and Southeast Louisiana. I've been kind of sold my Furman stock. Uh, last week was kind of an ugly week uh, to be cheering for them and to be seeing them, see where they can go. Kind of an ugly game, but hey, what are you going to do? All right, so for the games of the week, FCS, our overall game of the week. Now, you can't, I mean, you cannot deny this being the overall game of the week, and that is Montana, Montana State. Uh, our top 15, we love it. Uh, we want it. This would be number five versus a number 11. You know, college game day should be there. This is going to be an amazing atmosphere, an amazing scene to watch. Cannot wait to see. I don't, we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of keys going into this game. I think Montana's defense is super good, but you know what? In a rivalry game, the playing field's leveled. And if Montana goes to Montana State and wins, Man, they, they deserve a very, very high seed. And you could even argue, if you wanted to, against uh, a team like James Madison. I don't think they'll get that argument. They'll win that argument. I think James Madison's kind of left up the second. But if they win, they'd be the third best team in the nation. And they're an extremely good football team. Out of the CAA, we have a lot of games. I put all the ones, the must-win games. Maine at UNH, Albany at Stony Brook, Towson versus Elon. You know what? You got to win. This is the last week. You have to win. If Maine wants a chance, if Albany wants a chance, if Towson wants a chance, they have to win this week, and they have to be put it in the hands of the committee. Do everything that you can do. Put it in the hands of the committee. That's our CAA games of the week. Now the big sky, we have UND versus SUU. UND has to, you know, this SUU team is scrappy. I, I really liked watching them. Their offense was really fun to watch. Chris Hilbig at the helm and uh, had a couple of really just outstanding receivers, really good running back. Uh, looks like SUU, uh, DeMario Warren's really building a good program there. Give them a couple years. We'll see where they're at. Uh, I think UND is going to be, if they if they win convincingly, they absolutely blow them out. They, they wouldn't have uh, lost at home. All their losses are to, uh, you know, outside of those, uh, you know, Eastern Washington and, and, and that Idaho State, they lost to, to Weber and to North Dakota State. And so you're like, well, what are you going to do? They beat Montana State at home. Uh, they beat. Or do they beat Montana? Yeah, Montana State. They beat Montana State. They beat Sam Houston State. They beat UC Davis. You know, yeah, they did beat up on UNCO and SU, but you can't fault scheduling. You're going to give the same argument against Kennesaw State. We'll see where uh, this team lands. Super excited to watch that game this weekend. Uh, out of the Big South, Charleston Southern versus Campbell. Uh, Campbell, I think their playoff hopes are now gone, uh, losing to Kennesaw State and Monmouth. But uh, they're building a really good program down there. We've had them on the show. I like Campbell. Uh, I think if they can beat this Charleston Southern, they would have uh, beat Beaten what the, what a lot of experts thought, a lot of people thought, you know, between you know five and six wins. Uh, you know what? If they get seven, that would be awesome. I thought they'd get seven, so I uh, definitely am a, a need to get this next next uh, week. All right, out of the MBC, the Missouri Valley, we have SIU versus NDSU, North Dakota State. SIU's got to put up a convincing fight. Uh, North Dakota has to lock it down. I even think if they lose, they're the number one seed. I mean, you're not going to drop North Dakota State, so. That's just that. Uh, but it would be a really important game for SIU to kind of show up, uh, show the committee that they deserve to be in the top 24. 
Out of the OVC, we have SEMO uh, against Murray State. I have this. Uh, number one, I, I do like this Murray State team. I like what they're able to – they're building there. Uh, I think it will be a couple years. I do like Preston Rice and, and what he's been able to accomplish. Uh, we'll see what happens with SEMO. With I don't know. Uh, they definitely – I mean, them and, and – uh, Awesome P. I mean, that's the Awesome P's resume is not as good as Simo's. Uh, I think Simo is in. Awesome P will get in. We'll see what happens uh, after that. Out of the Patriot, Holy Cross, G Town, Holy Cross to, to kind of seal the deal. They'd have to beat Georgetown and they'll be in. The Crusaders might sneak up on somebody. I'd love to watch the Crusaders take on CCSU. That'd be such a good game. I really want to watch that game. I don't know if it will happen. I think that both of them will be paired up with a CAA team, but it would be an amazing game. Then out of the Southland, we have Southeast Louisiana and Nichols. It's played on Thursday. Everyone should tune into that game. It will be a barn burner. Uh, if Southeast Louisiana wins, they get in. If Nichols wins, they get in. Uh, and then, you know, if you're if you're Central Arkansas, you're hoping that Southeast Louisiana really gets in because then they would have Nichols would only have seven wins. I mean, they have a couple. Both teams have some ugly losses, and Central Arkansas lost to both of them. But they did beat Western Kentucky, so I think they have enough oomph to get them into the playoff uh, without winning their conference. Kind of a, a wild scene down there in the Southland. So that is it. That has been this episode. Uh, let us know what we're doing. We'll be talking about at length this bracket, uh, kind of the matchups, what we like, what we don't like going forward uh, with this uh, as we as we near. I mean, we're at the end of the season. This is this is it. Uh, like for example, Col- Colgate, who we had on our on our show, and Coach Paul uh, Staffner, uh, Schaffner, he you know he came on. They went four and eight this last year. Colgate looking to to rebound this next year. We'll talk uh, at length about those teams, uh, kind of their season ending stuff about teams we've had on the show and, and teams that we like going forward uh, what team built off of last year's success what team just kind of uh, went with the flow or what we thought were what they were we'll see what happens i'm extremely excited going forward all righty so this has been another great edition of get the ball rolling make sure to tell your family and tell your friends and let us know where we're right and where we're wrong because we're wrong a lot we're right a lot so uh um, be sure to, to follow us on all of our social media until next time ladies and gentlemen have a wonderful week and let's keep the ball rolling